So I said that today is the confession of Peter. The question is, what is Peter's confession? We all kind of assume that it's the first thing Peter says, right? When Jesus turns to the disciples in general and says, who do you say that I am? And Peter says, with all the gusto he can manage, you're the Christ. But is that Peter's confession? Or is it what comes next? Because within moments, moments of Peter giving the right answer, you are the Christ, he is trying to stop Jesus from fulfilling his purpose which he says is to be persecuted by the religious authorities and the government, be crucified, and after three days rising again. That is just as much Peter's confession as it is when he says you are the Christ, at least as Mark records it. And that's reality. This is what it means to be both a holy one, one who has been baptized into Christ, one who has the name of God on their forehead, but also has this sinful nature that clings to us, that does not let us do the things we want to do and discourage us us from doing the things that we want to do. We find ourselves very often in Peter's boat, one minute saying, Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. We have life in his name. And one minute later, doing the very things that Jesus says not to do. Peter struggled with that abundantly. According to church legend, Even at the very end of his life, when he was about to be handed over for crucifixion, he listened to the people around him and managed to get out of Rome and was heading out of the city. And as he made his escape out of Rome, he met somebody coming towards him down the path. And as that person got closer and closer and closer, Peter realized it was his Lord. And he came running to him, of course. Jesus, Jesus, it's so good to see you again. What are you doing here? And Jesus says, I'm going to Rome to be crucified for you again. And in that moment, Peter realized that one more time he had failed and turned to go back to Rome to face his fate. So what is Peter's confession? It's both. In the same way that our confession is both. There are days when we speak very clearly of Jesus who is the Christ, and there are days when we do not. How do we grow in being those who confess that Jesus is the Christ? Peter writes two letters, only two. Paul was prolific. There's letters all over the place. Letters to Rome, two to Thessalonica, two to Corinth. We've got a letter to the Ephesians, a letter to the Colossians, a letter to the Galatians. Paul even says, take these letters and send them to each other. And there seem to be, if you read between the lines, even more letters that didn't make it into the canon. Peter's got two. But he says some incredibly important things in both of them. And in one of them, I think Peter is reflecting on the fact that he has been given the grace of God even while he is the one who rejected Jesus three times, even while he was the one who didn't always know what to do with these Gentiles, these non-Jews who were coming into the church, even though he was the one who perhaps, according to legend, wouldn't even accept his fate, nonetheless has been given the grace to be an apostle right to the end of his life. And so he writes to us in his second epistle and says, I know that I'm leaving soon. I know that I'm leaving this body soon, but the rest of you are being left behind. The rest of you will be here until Christ comes back. He may even have been 
sitting there thinking ahead to Kayla and Anna and Peter and Charles gathered here in this place in the 21st century, how will these people be strengthened to give the good confession? So Peter says something very interesting. I don't know if you caught it. He says, I intend always to remind you of these qualities, though you know them and are established in the truth that you have. I think it right as long as I am in this body to stir you up by way of reminder. And I will make every effort so that after my departure, you may be able at any time to recall these things. You want people to remember your good confession after you are gone, what do you do? You write it down. You pass it on. Okay, so maybe today we put Facebook posts up and Instagram posts, and that stays on the internet forever, even long after we're gone. But back in the olden days, you wrote it. You wrote it so that people could pick it up, and even though Peter was no longer in the body walking around, you could read his two letters. And more than that, his gospel. I don't mean the gospel of Peter. That's crazy to talk. We don't read the Gospel of Peter. But Peter does have a Gospel. It's the Gospel of Mark. The very same Gospel that talks about Peter being the one who confesses Jesus is the Christ only a moment later to have Jesus call him Satan. Peter made sure through his secretary Mark that this account was written down for you and for I, for those moments when we find ourselves torn between these two confessions. When we find ourselves saying the right thing but doing the wrong thing, or maybe doing the right thing but saying the wrong thing, we have as an example a dear brother, a brother who is an apostle, a brother who founded churches. His name is Peter. And he says, just as the grace of God was given to me to be faithful, so will the grace of God be given to you. In these words, in this gospel, in this Jesus who indeed was crucified, and three days later, rose again. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. I invite you to rise as we join our hearts and voices to